Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. If you use a smart speaker, you can always ask Alexa to enable the SOS radio skill. Goes without saying, raising kids in the 21st century is way different than when our parents were raising us in the tech that plagued our day. You know, thinking like, you know, broadband, we didn't have that. It was AOL screen names and, you know, the Zach Morris smartphone, <laughs> the old school computer where you put the trays in there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Times have changed for certain. And, you know, of course, it's made parenting, which is already always difficult even a little bit more difficult because there's this learning curve. Our kids always seem to know more about tech than we do. And we're supposed to try to guide them about tech when they know more about it than us. And it's like, we want to guide you with values, but we don't really know what that looks like on this screen and device. So it's very difficult raising a generation screen. We're talking with Jonathan McKee today at SWS Radio. And obviously we want to guide our kids in this digital age, but it's like all the parental controls they're just ridiculous. They're just so complicated. And half the time, your kids know how to like work around it. Where do you suggest we start? Definitely. The thing is, it's not that parental controls don't work. It's not that they're bad. As a matter of fact, I recommend them. But we start with conversations because, you know, if we're trying to parent with just parental controls, it doesn't work. There are workarounds and we can put every single block on our kid's phone you know, that we can think of, we can block at the router level, we could do all these different things. I've met parents all the time at at my workshops who come back and they're like, oh, I've got that handled. But that doesn't prevent, you know, when they're at soccer practice or when they're at school and their friend walks up with their own device and says, hey, check this out. I mean, what are we going to do? Send drones over our kids' heads that are like going (laughs) to zap their friends? I mean, it really comes down to equipping them to become screen wise. And that starts with us having conversations with them. We're talking with Jonathan McKee today at SWS Radio. Back in like 2020, there was a documentary that came out. You can find it on Netflix if you haven't seen it. It was called The Social Dilemma. And it's almost scary like how it profiled the addictive nature that smartphones can bring, not just into our home, but even into our brain. It's like every time you're hitting that phone, you're swiping, you're clicking. And if your brain isn't fully developed like an adult, you just think like, how is the addictive nature of this conditioning our kids towards the future. Well, and we as adults know how addicting it is for us. I mean, we, I mean, how many husbands and wives are sitting there and are coming like, honey, I'm talking with you, right? I mean, so if it's happening with us, imagine someone whose brain isn't done developing. For instance, the young male whose brain isn't done developing till age 25. I mean, this is tough. We've got the same kind of, you know, basically impulses happening with that happen with slot machines and stuff that, that kind of drive us back. I, I got to scroll. I got to see more. And this is tough because especially in that documentary you mentioned, uh, The Social Dilemma, fascinating research, not only from that documentary, but from the researchers in the documentary. One of those researchers was Dr. Jonathan Haidt, and he and Dr. Gene Twinge put some fascinating research together where they basically said, hey, what do we all agree on? And it was fascinating because there's a lot of disagreement out there. Well, why are we arguing about screen time? What kind of screen time is bad? But the one thing that they all seem to agree on is the impact that social media is having on young people, especially young girls. And they're finding that, hey, you know what? As much as we'd love to you know, prove that too much video game time or Netflix time is harming our kids, really the research is debatable. When it comes to social media, there's agreement that you really got to monitor how much social media time our kids are spending each day. Uh, what do they find? It's interesting because 
most people are saying, and again, the research varies, most of them agree on the one to two hour mark per day. After two hours, it honestly, anxiety, depression, thoughts of I'm not good enough start to kick in. And it makes sense because think about your daughter upstairs in a room scrolling through TikTok. TikTok alone, for example, basically uses these algorithms to find, hey, what are the most popular videos? What are the ones that are really doing well? And let's feed those and based on someone's likes and what they personally like. And so it only takes a little bit of time of your daughter seeing all these perfect girls who are making it big time and everybody likes them. And for them to feel like, why can't I be like that? How come I don't have that many likes? How come I don't have that many followers? And we're just finding out that, you know, it's not good for our kids to be doing that hour after hour after hour. And that's where we as parents need to be interacting with them. And there's some steps we can take to actually start helping them become screen wise. We're talking about parenting generation screen with Jonathan McKee today at SWIS Radio. It's one thing where we want to set boundaries. We want to set limitations and parental controls for our kids. But inevitably, the why questions come for our kids. And Jonathan, you talk about reframing those why questions like, okay, it's about how we think. It's about making decisions. It's about having some discernment in the things that we're consuming before we even have to get to the parental controls. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's good to engage our kids in conversation. And that's why, like my book, Parenting Generation Screen, I don't just say, hey, here's some rules. I actually say, here's some conversation points, you know? For example, one of the most common questions I'm asked is, okay, what boundaries should we have on our kids? If you could choose one rule, what would you have? What would you impose on kids today? And, and if it came down to one rule, I tell you, the probably the most important guideline I would say would be no screens in the bedroom. The research is just clear across the board. You know, if you gave your kid a screen at 10 years old, and that's the average in America, the average kid gets a smartphone at 10 years old. If you let them have all kinds of screen time, you let them watch whatever, hey, if you do that bare minimum, when it comes to like nine o'clock at night and it's bedtime, collect those screens, put them in mom and dad's bedroom on a charger right there, you know, and no screens better. And, and honestly, and make that all screens. Remember that old iTouch they have in their drawer? That still connects to the internet. Collect that too. No screens in the bedroom. Well, instead of me just laying out and saying, just say that rule, what I like to do is like, I spend a whole chapter on that in the book. I like to say, here's some ways we can talk with our kids about it. Here's how we can share research about depression, about sleep and how it affects performance in school the next day. And here's some questions we can ask our kids. What do you think of this research? Is this something you observe with your friends? Is this something you observe with yourself? Start asking those questions. Engage your kids in this kind of dialogue. We're talking with Jonathan McKee today at SWS Radio. We're talking about having the conversations with our kids about screen time and social media and just the amount of consumption that we have because there is some addictive things that seem to be developing. Are you concerned that maybe just hitting that phone and swiping nonstop and those dopamine hits that we're conditioning in our brain, do you feel like that can condition kids towards other forms of addiction later in life? You know, it's interesting because when it comes to addiction research, you hear all kinds of different stuff comparing this, you know, to slot machines or pornography, the stuff that makes you anticipate and want more. And I'm not a neuroscientist, so I'm not even going to go there. It, dopamine is pretty interesting because dopamine, you know, is this feel good thing that really is kind of this thing that 
we get when we're anticipating something coming. It's not really when it comes, it's like, oh, 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 there's there's something at the end of this. And actually dopamine hits in a lot of video games because like, what's around the corner? I got to get to the next level. And so we see some of that. I'm not going to get in that conversation of how far, you know, does this open up the doors for other things? I think what's really important is we know for a fact that if our daughter is spending countless hours staring at social media, she starts to you know, ask herself questions like, how come I'm not good enough? And that's where we need to be careful. That's where we need to not only monitor how much screen time she's getting, we need to build into her self-esteem. With our kids, we need to be building into who they are and start finding some real positive ways where they're being able to use their own gifts and strengths, feeling good about themselves. So they're getting affirmation from other you know, places other than just likes and followers. What do you think is the best way to speak life to our kids and to build into our kids that's different than just, hey, you did this and I'm praising you for that, or you did this and I'm rewarding you for that? When our kids feel like they're not good enough, when they feel like they're not smart, when they feel like they're not leveling up to the areas that their friends are and they feel like they're missing out on things, what have you noticed are the best ways to sort of encourage and speak life to our kids when they feel like they're just not to the level of everybody else? You know, we as moms and dads always want those quality time moments, right? Where we have that perfect, you know, question, that perfect moment. But sadly, it takes a lot of quantity time to get quality time. You know, sometimes it takes 13 really boring, tough conversations before you get to that one where your daughter looks up and goes, mom, did anybody ever make fun of you when you were in high school? And all of a sudden there's that moment, that moment you've been waiting for. It takes mom, you know, having a discipline to say, you know what, I know she's 16, but I'm going to go up and I'm going to tuck her in at night and actually sit by her bedside and pray with her and, and rub her back and, and just be there because it's those moments when maybe that screen is tucked away because it's completely out of juice because mm-hmm. it's tuckered out. It's been used up yeah. that all of a sudden conversation happens. It's times like the family dinner, where you say, hey, let's go out, let's all put our screens in our pocket and let's enjoy pizza at our favorite pizza place. And if you're finding those communication arenas, those places where conversation naturally arises, and a lot of families have found those out on the water ski boat or on the hiking trail or at the family dinner table or that weekly breakfast you take your daughter to, start looking for those moments. We're talking about guiding our kids to be wise with this digital world that we live in. And we're talking with Jonathan McKee today at SWIS Radio. And one of the main messages that you talk a lot about is correction without destroying connection. Yeah, the way I word it in the book is connection before correction. And it's the old adage, you know, it's kind of proved true. Rules without a relationship lead to rebellion. And that's one thing I think a lot of moms and dads have discovered that if we get so busy and we're like, either caught up in our own screens or we're so busy with work and we're walking around and also we're like, Hey, what are you doing? How much screen time is that? No, get out of it. They're kind of like, who are you? You know, but if we're spending the time with them, I'm not saying, Oh, it's going to be perfect. They're going to love our rules as soon as we, you know, hang out with them. But no, by spending time with them and talk with them, one is going to help us understand their situation a little bit better. And it gives us an opportunity to empathize for what they're feeling. Because when we're just banning social media or saying, sorry, you can't have a phone yet. I've met so many parents that are telling their kids, you know, I'm not even gonna let my kids have a phone. It's like, do you realize that honestly for them, it feels like every single one of their friends has a smartphone. In middle school, statistically, only about 60-something percent of their friends do. In high school, about 80-something percent of their friends 
have smartphones. So this is actually towards 90%. So a lot of them come home and they're like, mom, all my friends have smartphones. And if we're like, well, not in this house, they immediately feel like mom doesn't understand. Mom doesn't care. And that's where we need to listen to them, talk with them. It doesn't mean give in and okay, you can't have your phone in your bedroom at night. No, there's times where we need to just be able to say, hey, you know what? Nevertheless, here's what we've decided. But we need to talk about those issues. And as we have those conversations, they're going to know the why behind the rules. And that's important. I think one of the other things that's good to do is just to talk to your kids before you give them a phone. If you can control that or every time they get a new phone, almost like giving a layout, you, you want to call it like guidelines, you want to call it a contract, you want to call it, you know, our house rules or our strategy or our plan. But like when my daughter got her first phone, we kind of typed something out and it had a bunch of things in it. Like, listen, every night this charges in our room. This is used for communication. This is not used for social media. And she's in middle school, so we haven't opened up that part of it yet. Um, but then like, but then responsibility and the contribution, and if you lose this and who's paying for this, or if you crack the screen, like you're going to have to earn you know, like obviously she's not old enough to have a job, but she's going to earn things back to help pay for that because, you know, yeah, just throwing a thousand dollar, even though, even though this phone, even though the, even though the iPhone that I gave her is one of our old ones and it's not still a thousand dollars to replace a smartphone is not a hundred bucks anymore. And teaching our kids that there's value to this and you can't forget this and you don't like silence us when we're calling and texting when you're busy talking to your friends like there's rules here that you're going to abide by this is a privilege it's not a right it's so true i mean if you think about other privileges that require a lot of you know responsibility think about driving when it comes to driving you know most parents don't just toss their kids the keys and say figure it out <laughs> and that's what we do with a phone and i think it's good to take them through the manual. That's why I wrote the book, The Teen's Guide to Social Media and Mobile Devices. It's a book that you can go through with your kid. And a lot of parents use that as their phone contract. When you're done with this book, you know, we'll meet every Tuesday at whatever pace you want. You want to read the whole book in one week? That's fine. We're going through the discussion questions. And you start talking about not just, you know, how much does the phone cost, but, you know, what are you posting who are you letting follow you? All these important questions about the ramifications of this powerful little device that 89% of teenagers carry in their back pocket. Oh, well, we're talking with Jonathan McKee today at SOS Radio. and has a new book called Parenting Generation Screen, Guiding Your Kids to Be Wise in a Digital World. Hey, thank you so much for sharing with us today, Jonathan. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for the opening up the conversation. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. If you enjoy the discussion and want to help the podcast grow, you can make a $10 donation through SOSradio.net or inside the SOS Radio app. Thanks for your generosity. It helps us experiment with new things and keep the discussions fresh.